You are now tuning in to the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company always brings forward top shelf product and customer satisfaction. Located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Northern Superior is available for local delivery or provide a friendly yet exciting atmosphere inside its tap room. Follow Northern Superior on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out their website at northernsuperior.org. At Northern, we're superior. It's a Northern thing. Now how about some hockey chat? Let's get to the crew inside the Gem Studios, bringing you Gem and the Game Sports Show Hockey Edition, Top Shelf. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. It is your host, David McKaig Jr. And of course, Top Shelf bringing you all the things that you need to know about the ice. And what I mean by ice is hockey. And when I mentioned presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company, yes, make sure you check out Northern Superior Brewing Company on Facebook, Instagram, or check out their website, northernsuperior.org. I am sitting here right now enjoying a nice Northern IPA premium all-natural craft beer. It is absolutely delicious. And if you're in the Sault Ste. Marie area, it is supporting Local, so make sure you get out to check out North Superior Brewing Company. They have free local deliveries. Like, come on, you can have beer delivered right to your doorstep, and the beer is absolutely fantastic. Now, I'm not the only one for this show, but I should mention that this show will be commercial free. We might have some little product placement though in there, of course. I want to introduce the co-host here for the show, or should I say co-hosts of the show. I'm going to go first to the one and only Justin Heichel. Justin, my friend, how are you? Not bad. I mean, uh, Leafs clinched first place in the division. That's uh, first time and I don't know, a long time, goddamn long time. So we'll take it. Riding high right now. Definitely. It's a great season. It has been for those buds. 21 years. 1999 was the last time. And yes, I was around for that. So was Justin. Alex was a little bit younger because he has a slight less age difference than yours truly and Justin Heichel. And now going to that great man over there, our video guy, of course, that you hear on our special edition uploads. And of course, Hockey analyst in general and general sports analyst here on the Game Entertainment Media and the Game Sports Show. Alex Parr, my friend, how's it going? I, I was two years old, so this is a first for me. It's pretty cool, but I told myself it wouldn't get my hopes up, and ah, shit, I'm excited. <laughs> Jesus, Justin, he was two years old when that happened. Man, that guy was probably already losing hair. <laughs> and I still be... Uh, I was well, yeah, no, I'm holding on to a dream over here. It's disgusting right now. I look like Krusty the Clown when I get up in the morning. <laughs> I believe in you, though. I believe. Don't give up. Literally, Alex Parr has less hair than both Justin and I, but I think that's by choice. Uh, and also, I was shaving at that time, I think, by 1999. Probably not. That might be a little bit of a stretch. But besides the point, and jokes aside, it's been a long time. So if you are a Toronto fan, you're certainly riding the high. And let me tell you right now, we are going to jump into talking about the NHL and the NHL playoffs as the season comes to an end. Very quickly, of course, 56-game season that's going to come to an end before the playoffs get started. And the first round of the playoffs actually officially start this upcoming Saturday. May the 15th as the Bruins take on the Capitals. But we'll dive into 
the NHL in just a few moments. I want to dive into not only how delicious this beer is tasting while I'm talking to you fantastic listeners, but to a few things on the game sports show end as well as some local news uh, with the game sports show and the game entertainment and media. And I'm going to let Alex and Justin get a little bit more adjusted, open up the North Superior Brewery Company pipes, maybe having some pizza, some food if it's from Little Caesars or if it's from Sports Center Bar and Grill or whatever it may be from, let them get all settled in as, of course, going to dive right into our contest giveaway that we recently had that you could have saw on Instagram for $60, a free gift certificates to Little Caesars Pizza. And of course, Ben Bujo has announced got the win on our random picker wheel, if you will. And he is the lucky recipient of winning $60 for free pizza. And that's a lot of dough, if you will. Okay. I already used that pun on the comments on Instagram. God, I am completely pathetic but now besides that we have upcoming giveaways for the game sports show and that's going to be for the local side with Northern spirit brewing company and sports center bar and grill little teaser and we're going to have that on both facebook and instagram so make sure you check that out and make sure you get your comments in your follows in and we appreciate all the new followers that we have had in the recent contest giveaways a fantastic turnout and we certainly appreciate it now um, from a local perspective i want to make sure i remind you all the shows that the game sports show has of course we've had a lot of recent uploads but most recently our espn 1400 edition where yours truly joined scott nason in a segment as well as the whole crew that the usual crew of espn 1400 and the guests that we had this week you'll have to check it out to see who those were and the topics that we dive in dove i should say into with the, that espn 1400 edition that has now moved to wednesdays but that is just temporary make sure i let the listeners know that it will be moving back to monday in the coming weeks maybe months or so and just because of summer months with scott being the host of the game sports show usa being involved in umpiring over in sioux city michigan it caused the schedule change so just so everybody knows make sure you check out the most recent espn edition as well as this is a very busy week for the game sports show of course having our top shelf edition here we have and one coming up this week we have a bonus in the pocket edition coming up and we have strike zone all this content coming up well before of course or maybe in between we don't know because i like to tease this our next special edition upload which should be with jamie tardiff Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds assistant coach. Now, perfect tie-in because we're going to jump right in now to the local side of the news. Not going right to the Hounds first, going to go to the Sioux Thunderbirds. And as I mentioned on the ESPN 1400 edition, I am going to tie in some news that I had on that segment. But making sure I make everyone is known and is reminded that there is new ownership and new leadership at the helm with the Sault Ste. Marie Thunderbirds. And Trevor Daly is now involved in the ownership. Everybody knows who Trevor Daly is. He was the first person to get the Stanley Cup from Sidney Crosby uh, when they won the Stanley Cup against San Jose. Just a little fun fact. And also, being he's been with the Dallas Stars, Pittsburgh Penguins, Chicago Blackhawks, and the Detroit Red Wings. And he was a part of Pittsburgh when they won the Cup back-to-back in 16 and 17. He is now a hockey operations advisor with the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. It's great to see how a lot of these NHL players are getting involved with their local Teams Now, Trevor Daly, of course, being more on the local perspective, since he was a part of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, he's really close to the family that he was here with the Hounds and just loves being in Sault Ste. Marie in general. Now, new Jarrett's in the nest, and that quote coming right from SiouxThunderbirds.com, I just love that title for it. You have 
Now, Patrick Jarrett, Blair Jarrett, and Drew Jarrett are the, the players of the Jarrett family that were involved. Uh, so involved in the Sioux Thunderbirds and just overall in the Sioux St. Marie community uh, with hockey. And taking over is Cole Jarrett and his wife, Leanne. Uh, so the former OHLer Cole Jarrett involved in the ownership with Trevor Daly, as well as Cole Jarrett will be taken over from the coaching perspective, which was formerly Danny Lambert, who was also a former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds coach as well. So Cole Jarrett be taken over from the coach perspective. And last but not least, friend of the show and somebody who knows me from my playing days. He didn't trade me, thankfully, as much as some of my other friends who are coaches did trade me. Uh, he is Jamie Henderson. And he is now the general manager who has, and let me tell you, he's not a stranger to the Sioux Thunderbirds. He's, he was there when I was there as an assistant coach, and he stayed there for a few years. And then obviously uh, he uh, took his talents to go over to Lake Superior State University in 2016-17. And then he was the coach of uh, the under-18s in the Sioux State Marie AAA Greyhounds from 2017 to 2021. And a special shout-out to Darren Smeal and Trevor Zachary and Dale Lambert, especially Trevor Zachary, great friend of the show and got the relationship going with Northern Superior Brewing Company. A fantastic job the Thunderbirds always does with talent. Now with great new people at the helm, that is Jamie Henderson, Cole Jarrett, Leanne, and Trevor Daly. But you can't forget the great work done by the former crew, and especially, again, thank you, Trevor Zachary, who's part of the team for four seasons with the Sault Ste. Marie Grounds. Sorry, the Sioux Thunderbirds, rather, and fantastic job Trevor certainly has done, especially after winning the COVID Cup this year, which he played against the Blind River Beavers. Now, speaking of those Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, as I've already alluded to in my mistake in my previous sentence, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are picking 18th in this upcoming draft. That's the luck that they got this season and par i think you can dive into this just quickly with me i know the ohl draft is a little bit different this year uh the there'll be the june 4th and 5th uh, there's an uh, there's an 18 year old draft it's a little bit different and especially since you didn't really get the opportunity to watch these players develop it's going to be different for a lot of these teams being able to pick talent that they want to pick I wonder if it's going to be proportionately like obvious to states draft picks and Canadian draft picks because I would just imagine people from the states probably had a little bit more opportunity to get into games and play just based on you know the restrictions that are in both countries. Because um, for Canadians, like like you say, what are you going to go off of? Are you going to go off of what they did a year and a half ago? Uh, it's kind of a crapshoot. I don't know. I, but like even saying that, I don't know what NHL teams are going to do when their draft comes around later in the summer. It's going to be certainly unique. Now, Justin, we might have a chance to get drafted into the OHL this year. We just have to forge our age. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think they'll know. I think they'll know with me. <laughs> hey, who's that Who's that bald, gray-haired, sideburn kid over there? <laughs> He's got heartburn all the time. He's just complaining. Sudbury picking first, and... We have a kind of a rumor mill. There's, a, there's obviously a lot of prospects that are rumored in part. You don't know, really know which way you're going to go. But Callum Ritchie was a guy that was thrown out there as a rumored potential first overall pick. And, of course, I should say that 2018, Quinton Byfield went to Sudbury first overall. So Sudbury's had some luck in terms of first overall picks. David Levin in 2015. John McFarlane in 08. John 
Yurnik in 87, and the list goes on before that. And, of course, if you look at the Hounds having a first overall pick success, more so has come from the fourth pick, believe it or not. And I won't dive into that history. That's a previous show that everyone will have to dive into. But it's certainly going to be citing the implementation of priority selection uh, will be online. And, of course, that's the first time that that's uh, really happened. Like the first time since the implementation of the prior section online 2001, I should say, the event will be held in over two days is what I should say. So it is online, but it's held over in two days on starting on Friday, June the 4th at 7 p.m. And proceedings resume on Saturday, June the 5th at 9 a.m. with rounds 4 to 15. The selection will be streamed on YouTube, the OHL's YouTube channel. You can check out chl.ca for more details on that front. Now, you know what? I spent the first 11 minutes and 40 seconds diving into some jokes and some local recap. And we don't have commercials, as I mentioned. So I'm going to get some product placements here. Then I'm going to give some mic time to my great friends and great co-hosts, Justin Eichel and Alex Parr, since they do a great job getting settled in and relaxed and patient because I like to run my mouth like those wind-up toys. I'm sitting here enjoying what, I you say? Well, I've already said at the beginning, so maybe you should have been listening. But if you weren't, let me cl- kindly remind you. Northern IPA from Northern Superior Brewing Company. Delicious. It's cold. I had 11 in the fridge. I got 55. got red maple. We got the light. And let me tell you, the light is fantastic, by the way, especially if you're watching the carps. And let me tell you, like the, the COVID hasn't been too friendly to the uh, LBSs, if you will, uh, for yours truly gaining well over 20 pounds as COVID started. A little personal feedback for everybody there that does probably not care. But North Superior Brewing Company, it's a northern thing. Check them out. Free local deliveries. Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sue's Best Sports Bar, five years in a row. Best wings, two years in a row. Can't beat them. Support local. Support it. Go out and get the food for takeout. There's also option for Little Caesars Pizza, Little Caesars Pizza, Sault Ste. Marie, and Little Caesars Pizza Canada. Make sure you check them out on social media. It's Little Caesars Pizza Canada, as well as just going to local business owner Mike Flamia. He is local, still supporting local to a certain sense to go out and support Little Caesars Pizza. Living Sisu, our boy Zach Fucali, obviously lighting it up this year with the Hershey Bears. Living Sisu, uh, living. S-I-S-U, Athletic Apparel. Make sure you check out their website and check out our new website, thegamesportshow.com. Really well updated, in my opinion, by Thrush Creative co-president Aaron Robinson and that sexy video that was created by, not yours truly, Alex Parr. And speaking of Alex Parr, let's go to you, my friends. The NHL, lots going on. The Kraken acquire its first player. Okay, they signed their first player. Ron France is a little bit busy signing a 21-year-old Luke Henman, and who and he'll be the first player signed. He will be a trivia question on Jeopardy at most, or maybe hosted by Aaron Robinson, or soon enough Justin Heichel, who knows, or maybe Andrew Luck pretty soon. Oh, ouch, maybe a little too soon. But nonetheless, Par, we got NHL news getting into right now. Lots of news. There's some coach. Quinn got fired for the Rangers. The playoffs are just around the corner. McDavid's an absolute fucking stud. Uh, there's a lot. There's Jack Eichel rumors going around, getting traded. Where's he going, Par? Vegas and Colorado is still battling for the presidents at this current time of recording. Obviously, fun fact, this is pre-recorded for everybody who wants to know. We have matchups all over the place determined. You go where you want to go, my friend. I'm most excited to watch Freddie Anderson lose to an AHL team for the third game in a row tonight. 
He, he did not look good. Did you catch any of his uh, AHL action? I did. You know what? That's fun. As listeners, I will remind you, this recording was pre-recorded. May the 12th, this was recorded. This will be uploaded. It's, it's half an hour before puck drop where Freddie Anderson uh, makes his first game back since his injury. Yeah, of course. And he when he played it, and that's where we're going with this, with content relevance, if you say, with the American Hockey League, I think it was 50, 46 saves out of 52 shots. Do I have that right? In a game and a half, I, I, honestly, that's way more specific than I was gonna go. But you, you watch the shot come in, it hits him, and he doesn't know where the puck goes anymore. He can't track it anymore. I don't know. That's got to be a confidence thing, right? Well, he just hasn't done anything. And I mean, you don't, you don't know he was where in practice eight. for a while to getting shots ripped on by Matthews and the boys, like. Ah, after practice, they'd have him come on, and he could just get shot on by some of the best players in the world for as long as he wanted. Has he it's been? Just, it just seems like. Oh, sorry, Dave. Go giver. Justin, sorry, you. You're. It's your point. I told, like I said, you guys are getting the the floor more so. But has he even been hurt that entire time? I want you to chime that into your point, Justin. Like I don't think he's actually been hurt this entire time. I think it's more so just resting. But that's an acquisition that maybe I shouldn't be throwing out out there. I don't know. I think I think he's strained something, to be completely honest. I think they're, you know, they might be dragging it out, giving him the old George Springer treatment right now. But, <laughs> you know, I, I and I, I think he's just, it's slow getting up to speed. And it's tough trying to get up to speed in the AHL. I mean, it just, the game looks like it's, it's on like one times fast forward in the AHL, whereas the NHL is like four times fast forward. So just like your your reaction time has to be like more like David Riddick's reaction time and not like Frederick Anderson's reaction. You know, it's I don't know. It's a tricky one. I I mean, I'm not I'm no goaltending guru and I sure as shit haven't played at either of those levels. But I'm just these are my these are my observations as the coach. I watched the first game and you can really tell the difference like when you're talking talking about the difference in the skill level. Martin Marincin was pulling off toe drags at will whenever he wanted, walking in, dancing around guys, no problem. Guy can't crack an NHL roster. That's that's how big of a difference it is. It's just, and I think it's like foot speed. I honestly think it's like it starts and almost ends with foot speed in the AHL. Like these guys can do everything with their brains and their hands, but like their feet just don't work with the rest of their body. You know what the thing is that I'll say? Do you remember, and this will spoil our special edition uh, uploads that we're going to have in the near future, Drew McIntyre, which was a fantastic interview, brought up the point about TJ Brennan. And when he played in the American Hockey League, he had 20-plus goals. Like, the guy was a, a stud one year. Justin, you might remember that more. So maybe, Alex, maybe you do as well. But oh, yeah. he was an absolute stud. And, and he can't crack an AHL team because of his – well, fair, dare I say, his defensive abilities. Okay, and you got Marinson, who when he plays in the National Hockey League, it makes me miss Jake Gardner. So turn me the way that I, I want to be. Uh, Marinson is not a full-time NHL defenseman. As blunt as that may be, is Dave McKay an NHL defenseman? No, the only child that I play nowadays is my men's league league and with Alex Parr and Dane Hantrow in the EASHL and if any nerd knows what that is you know what I'm talking about and let me tell you 
I'm a stud on sixes defense, but I'm a shithole defenseman on threes. And that's me if we're comparing Martin Marincin. My threes defensive skill, that's Martin Marincin in the National Hockey League. My six defenseman skill, that's Martin Marincin in the American Hockey League. Don't ask me how par is. He's like literally uh, the Drew Doughty, Shea Weber, Roman Yossi, Victor Hedman, whatever fucking term you want to use. That's that. My whole point of using this nerdy comment is that Marincin is successful in the American Hockey League because of his confidence. It's like when he comes up to the National Hockey League, he's an absolute shitbag. Sorry, that's very blunt. But at the end of the day, he doesn't succeed. Where Anderson, and part of this, I'll back this, deflect this to you and Justin to go back and forth. Anderson has been known to be successful when he's busy. And, and when he's busy in games, he usually makes saves. Unless it's game seven of the playoffs against the Boston Bruins or against the Columbus Blue Jackets in game five. But besides that, it seems like in most pressure situations, besides elimination games, he is somebody who is, when busy, successful. If he's not busy or facing the quality of shots consistently, he is going to struggle. And he hasn't played in how long? 23 games it's been. How many months is that? I think it's been almost three months. If I'm two and a half months, maybe I don't have exact lines with that. But that must play with his ability a little bit, Alex. Yeah, you'd imagine. But I don't know. To the original point on on Freddie Anderson, like he's going to get lit up tonight. You know that, right? <laughs> Stutzla is going for another three. Yeah, easy. Easy. He's going to get lit up. Come on, admit it. And you know what? We're going to find out a puck drop very, very shortly. And by the time this episode goes up, you know what? Freddie Anderson has a 50 save shutout. Good for him. But he ain't starting in the playoffs. To be completely honest, my biggest question in this whole scenario was what sort of fucking salary cap gymnastics went on to get him out there? Brandon Pridham. Like, who else is playing tonight? Did we dress three guys? Paul's playing. Felino's playing. Um, Freddie's Marincin, playing, obviously. Marincin's our top <laughs> line center tonight. Like, Hyman, Hyman moved out to LTIR, which is active until, uh, which I believe is active for under seven days, which is before the least play on the 19th in the first round. So it's up till May 18th. So it's seven days is the 19th when you can reactivate him in that seventh day. So Hyman moved over to, to LTIR, which freed up 2.775, which also they moved over Rasmus Sandin to the taxi squad, which alleviated nine, 950. So about $3.7 million were opened up and freed. And they had that cap open, I guess, to be able to use Freddie Anderson. So that's apparently where the cap fluctuation and gymnastics, if you will, came in, which is a great term, Justin. I like to say that. But Prinham, as Alex just said, and Dubas have fiddled that cap. And it's fantastic, Justin. Okay. Like that, it's, it's like money ball in the cap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that leaf should have went with. I, you guys may disagree, but maybe we should have this debate. I feel like if you're a Toronto fan, I'm surprised they didn't trade for Taylor Hall. What? Well, it's not really what they needed. I guess so. But, like, defensively, it's been the best team that the Leaf fans have seen in quite some time. Because yeah, that's, of the that's, that's not really saying much. Yeah. Justin Hall's self-improvement was an improvement in itself. So, like, they could have went all in with stacking another forward in there and moving out, let's say... Well, Nick Foligno, I guess, would be that other forward, no? You don't think they could have made it work to get both if Buffalo ate up half that salary? And no. No. You'd have to have a contract going the other way. 
it's it's too much of a log jam like and and to be honest if if i'm looking at like the pros and cons list i think felino brings a lot more of those emotional pros than taylor hall's ability to fold like a walmart lawn chair sorry walmart bad quality though wow but he like he's got like the mental integrity of one ply toilet paper sometimes like the guy (laughs) on himself it's over See, and that's what I find interesting is that when I brought that up, they think Toronto would all buy in. But, Alex, you read off the lines. Can you read off the lines at the top of your head again that you said that they were yesterday that Toronto's practicing with more so than playing with right now? I think it was Hyman Matthews Marner, which I love put Hyman back up there. Absolutely. Then it was Felino Tavares Nylander. Kerfoot, Nash, Mikhaev, Simmons, Thornton, Spezza. That is now. What interests oh, me is the why, wonder why is Galchenyuk playing though? Why wouldn't he crack this lineup in the playoffs? That's why. Because he probably will at some point, but it doesn't have to be game one. So do you think he should play over Riley Nash? Probably because Riley Nash hasn't played whatsoever, but they're also probably just running that to see what they have going into the playoffs. I, and I'm not going to lie, I like the ad of Galchenyuk. I, I think that was a great move by Dubas, moving Korshkov and David Warfowski, who the fuck I can't pronounce his fucking name. Uh, the only name, first name I can pronounce is, like I said, his first name, because it's absolutely sec his first name, David, of course. But Warfowski, it's, it's, that trade was two players on a roster, holding up two roster spots to use. And Galchenyuk has been a great experiment. Justin, I'm sure you agree. Well, I mean, I, just to have him on the team to play Montreal in the first round, like you know how I'm always about these weird little stories in every sort of game. I look for something, some little thing that I can hang a bet on just to make it make sense. And Galchenyuk being able to put a dagger in Montreal, you know, over and over again through the playoffs seems like a pretty good one to me. I would say so. Honestly, all is uh, in Toronto. Time against Judge since 1979. Oh, Justin, I gave Bar something he wanted to bring up. Let's go to you. We got lots we can dive into. Where do you want to pick? What battle do you want to go into? I mean, I, I'm just I was kind of going through the standings here and just looking where the uh, the season shook out. And number one, I I honestly had Dallas as a shoe in for that fourth spot, and now I'm looking at Nashville as there, and Dallas isn't. Um, so that's that's. I mean, that's good, I guess. Dallas was pretty solid in the playoffs last year, and Arizona was fucking close to making it, too. And St. Louis was pretty brutal this year. I didn't think that uh, the division's a meat grinder regardless. Vegas, Colorado are going to duke it out. Did the uh, Carolina, Florida, Tampa, and Nashville, I mean, what's everyone's thought on that division? How the hell do you think we're going to shake out there? What do you? I'll just say something quick. I said this on the ESPN edition. The Panthers Tampa series is my favorite first round series. Almost even. No, no fun. way it is. Toronto Montreal. People are gonna say, but I'm saying outside of that. Okay. No, 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 no. I, it's that, gotta. It's gotta be Boston Washington. Chara playing against Boston. Well, are I, you kidding me? I guess. But what? A, look at the the fucking powerhouse squad going at it, and Kucherov, if all gets good and he's able to jump in the lineup, Tampa's getting a boost there. If yeah, all getting him and Stamkos back, I'm pretty sure. Then got- right. uh, Sam Bennett in Florida was like oh. the best second half of the season addition, or trade deadline addition I think any team made. 
he had the most points through a 10-game uh, debut with Florida, more so than Pavel Burry, beat Pavel Burry's record. I wrote, I wrote him to the Fantasy Hockey Championship, in which I tied in this weekend. So that's that's my story for the week. Tied in fantasy? Yeah. That's not, cool. Not gonna I've, lie. Never, I've never been a co-champion with someone, and let me tell you, I don't feel great about it. Almost like kissing your sister. But nonetheless, you got Kerf. I, I always said Kerfoot for Bennett would have been a trade for Toronto, but we won't dive into what would have been. The Panthers in Tampa, though, is going to be a series that will go the distance. Carolina is going to walk all over Nashville. I'm sorry, Pecorette fans in Nashville. Don't. I know people say watch out for the underdog there, but not, I, no. <laughs> uh, Carolina is something this year. Till they're I up think, that division. Yeah. Tampa's going to walk all over Florida. It's not going to be close. Really, hey? Eh? Yeah. They're getting Stamkos and Kucherov back. And who are you going to start? Dreger or Bobrovsky? Who's been ass? David Riddick. <laughs> or who's there? Or Spencer Knight? Yeah, put it Spencer oh, yeah. Knight against the fucking Bulls. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, kid. Here you go. Here's a fucking. Uh, here's a. Here's a bone. Go get it. Here's uh, a month's <laughs> worth of rest. Kucherov and Stamkos just waltzing back in. Don't mind them at all. Does everyone forget Kucherov had like a hundred and what twenty nine hundred thirty points two years ago? Two years ago. I, and we're not pulling out facts here and stats. We just know things because that's how the game sports show is. We're just smart as fuck. Uh, but besides the, besides the point, Justin, you were saying the series. What's what what's your favorite series to watch, Justin? Like which one besides Toronto, Montreal? Everyone knows Dave, Justin, Alex, all Lee fans, and we spent a good amount of time talking about Toronto for a bit there. But we're diving into other teams now. Besides that series, what series are you looking at the most? Oh, I mean, like, it's <laughs> The West, I, I'm waiting until the second round because I'm assuming it's going to be Vegas, Colorado. Yeah. If it's not, I'd be shocked. I, you know, I totally agree with you on the Florida Tampa. Going to be a, that's going to be a juicy one. I think Carolina's going to walk all over Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know that Nashville has a whole lot to offer. I mean, they've been pretty pretty brutal all year. I mean, Alex made a pretty solid point with Washington and Boston. I mean, the Chara against Boston. It'd be nice to see him knock him out of the park. Oh, I'd love that. Uh, Fuck Boston. Well, yeah, I mean, Boston's not been spectacular. You know, the last like the last ten games, they're what, well, six, three, and one. In their last ten. Uh, Jake DeBrusque couldn't pay anyone to to score. I mean, I feel, almost feel bad for him at that point. And so Boston, really, like, what do they have? Two lines. Yep. Two yep. lines and a bunch of defensemen. I can't name. Well, like Grizzlick, you got the Miller, you got you got a crew there that Washington could just dismantle. But didn't they get um, Mackenzie Weger too? No, he's in Florida. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. He didn't get moved, yeah. Okay, continue. Uh, I'm pretty sure he stayed in Florida. I mean, I may be wrong on that, but he's in Florida. Like Boston, Boston's Boston's been dressing Jake Tenorti until he got his like mind scrambled. Thirty-six. 36 points in 54 games. Mackenzie Weaker, ladies and gentlemen, with the Florida Panthers. Fun fact of the day. The the Boston Bruins, okay, like if you look at the Boston Bruins, and there's I've always said in my head, you know, Toronto, if you're a Leaf fan, you do you want Boston in the cup final and beating them? And Marchant had 69 points this year. That's fucking awesome. Besides that, though, uh, he – he led the team by over 20 points, Marchand. Fun fact. He, he, he also played Buffalo 13 times. 
Uh, from a defenseman perspective, you have Charlie McAvoy, Mac Rizlick, Jakob Zaborl. You have Mike Riley, which was actually a very underrated trade, eight points in 15 games. Jeremy Lozon, uh, you have Connor Clifton, Stefan Kemper, Brandon Carlo, uh, and Kevin Miller, and Jared Tenority before he went into the blender, if you will. And Jack Akhan, I can't say his name, I just felt like saying Akhan very uh, abruptly. Uh, Boston's <laughs> defense against the Washington Capitals offense is uh, going to be a little bit suspect, especially when Ovechkin gets into, let's say, uh, playoff mode. It's going to be interesting. But you've got to admit the most interesting thing in that division is that we are bound to see another Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, unless the Islanders come in and be the team that they were at the beginning of the season. But Ovechkin faced Crosby. Crosby had a quote on NHL.com where he said this might be a, a very, the last promising run or something along those lines. Uh, the team is going through a different kind of tooling up. He is getting older. You got to give the advantage to Washington, though, if that happens. Don't you think? You got to think that Washington might truly be the better hockey team, Alex. Uh, I, I don't know. If we actually get treated to that matchup one more time, it'll be the last time. and Fans better appreciate it, but... I don't, I don't know if I can count Crosby like that, especially knowing that the whole storyline around it's going to be, oh, him versus Ovechkin. I feel like he's going to play with an added chip on his shoulder to try to win that series. Ovechkin, 720. Guy has played 136 playoff games in a nice 69 goals in the playoffs. I've seen a lot of that. Love it. Justin, you have... He's going to retire. That's it. He's done. <laughs> oh, and uh, on the Alex Galchenyuk front, uh, as of 7:41 from David Alter, he is starting on the first line with Matthews and Marner against the Suns. And that is May the 12th at 7:41, and some people may hear this on May the 13th, May the 14th. Nonetheless, Galchenyuk getting the start on that line. I am a fan of that. It's kind of subbing in for Zach Hyman, though. We all know where Hyman fits when he comes back. Putting in three tonight. <laughs> you have it here first. So. The Rangers, fellas, is the top of the from my perspective. Uh, I know we got limited time more so on the show. A little bit of a quick and dirty show, as we like to call it, from even back in the Boston Pizza days. That's a free plug, Boston Pizza. Don't hesitate to send your check in the mail. You know where I live, I think. Nonetheless, you have the Rangers. Pizza. Or a free couple pizzas. Uh, of course, the Rangers firing their coach, David Quinn. Sick first name, but... Quinn, unfortunately, didn't have the same success as maybe Pat Quinn would have when he was in Toronto. Sorry, I went there. Uh, the Rangers had a full clean-out, of course, where they fired Pat, President John Davis and John Manager Jeff Gordon. Uh, May the 5th, and then Chris Jury, legend, was named the president and the, the GM. And everyone else was fired. Their assistants, their goalie coach, everyone just fired. Chris Jury just walked in, looked at everyone. And basically took the quote from Mr. Deeds at the end where he said, oh, you, sir, you're definitely fired. Oh, you, sir, you're definitely fired. Or basically like Donald Trump where he said, you're fired. Or Vince McMahon, Alex Parr will like that. You're fired. Um, you have a team right there that I feel went through a lot of disaster at the end of the season with everything. Tom Wilson. Now there's a lot of rumors about Jack Eichel potentially going there and being front runners. I don't know how the Rangers can make all this work. Uh, but you got to say the Rangers are a team looking for a full change. I think they, I think 
honestly, this could be a team, though, that is a front runner for Jack Eichel. And I want to go around the table, maybe see where you think Jack Eichel ends up at the start of next season. little pre-predict. You know, we don't like predicting too much on this show just in case something happens in terms of a trade and just content relevance. But at the end of the day, we got to have fun and pick it. So, Alex, I want to go to you first. Where do you think Jack Eichel plays next season? Uh, I don't know if I'm using my head so much as my heart here, but how it would just be really, really good for the league if he ended up in New York. They normally make that splash, try to get a, a bigger name guy in free agency. Uh, it wouldn't be so much a free agency splash, but oh, it would just be so good to be able for that, especially that ESPN contract when that kicks in, to be able to say, hey, look, New York Rangers, original six team, they've got this. American-born superstar. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? And like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch that in your states? It's very marketable. So maybe it's more my heart than I actually think it's going to happen. But I, I hope that it's the Rangers. I couldn't agree more. But I think there's one more other team behind there that might uh, Justin might bring up, might not. But there's someone who might sneak in. But Justin, what are you saying about Jack, the GM, the legend of Buffalo? If everyone gets that reference, what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm kind of going off the board here. I think I'm going off the board because the player and the potential GM I'm thinking of, I don't really think line up. But Detroit's the only team that has the plethora of draft picks that's going to be able to pull this draft or this trade off. And to be honest, the salary caps. I mean, Detroit's got a shit ton of picks. I think they got like three picks and four four picks in the first two rounds this year, something like that. And then next year is even more bananas. Uh, they had a haul this year at the trade deadline, just doing their, uh, you know, um, shifty offshore bank account movements with the other teams, picking up a draft kick and a little bit of salary cap here and there. But I don't, I don't know many other teams. Like that would, you know, really get Detroit out of the uh, basement, help build some excitement around there. I mean, I'm, I don't know a lot of the West Coast teams that are in the basement that have the room to to make uh, the Eichel move. Yeah, that's very – and Detroit is a good – I'm going to have to agree with Alex on the Rangers front because it's just the fit and the NHL make that work. But I think the underdog team, and I, I know this was mentioned on other sport podcasts, but the LA Kings. Uh, the LA Kings just almost seems like it because the amount of prospects that they have and the picks that they have also. That was one you alluded to with the Wings. And they actually still do have cap space. If you look at the Los Angeles Kings, Kopitar is eventually on the point of way out, a little bit older. There's a team that's trying to do a rebuild, but with already great prospects in place and prospects coming up, there's people that they can move to make that trade work. And I feel like the Los Angeles Kings could be a top three team in that running, but I have to say number one is the Rangers. And I like how you said the Red Wings, Michael. I think that is a team to watch out for. Stevie Iserman is going to be somebody who's going to make moves. The only question I would have with that is, is if Buffalo wants to trade in their own true division in the Atlantic, if they would really want to do that. But, hey, we've seen crazier things happen. But, fellas, overall, I want to go to the last couple roundtable topics before we wrap up the show here on Top Shelf. McDavid is an absolute specimen, 100 points, 54 games. Uh, the, game, the Oilers are currently in action while we're talking with this show. So I know he's already got a point or something in that game. So it's continuing to climb. So it's even above that. You have a season this year that was so unique. 
but yet so entertaining, especially from a Canadian hockey perspective. It's been overall exciting. The playoffs are going to be awesome. You have the Oilers and Jets. You have the Leafs and the Habs for the first time in seven, since 79. We went through the other series that's going on. Looks like Nathan McKinnon is going to be all set for playoffs for Colorado. Vegas and Colorado can win the President's Trophy technically. The Leafs can tie for first in the league, but Vegas would have them in the tiebreaker. Um other injury kind of front. I know the Saber, or sorry, Sean Monahan's out for the remainder of the last couple of games of the season because of hip injury, and uh, Granado is someone that the Sabers are considering uh, in their coach search, if you will, and that's as per NHL.com. Uh, but you have you have a playoffs that's going to be so unbelievable to watch. Austin Matthews looks like he's going to be winning. Maurice Rocket Richard this year. We know who's winning the the Art Ross and most likely the Hart. It's pretty straightforward there. Uh, but from a Vesna perspective, it looks like a lead. I want to give everyone the floor here. Well, I guess Alex and Justin be the everyone I'm talking about. Just last points you'd like to bring up for our listeners. To get to our sign off. Alex first. Okay. Uh, I think people should give more praise to McDavid and Matthews for the seasons they're having and not just go, oh, well, they're in the North Division. Every other sport does such a good job at boasting about their superstars' absolutely fantastic years. Like when Steph Curry was the best player in the league, you knew it, and you are a casual basketball fan, and you fucking had Steph Curry all over your internet feeds and everything. But in the NHL, there's just this incessant need to go, oh, well, 102 points in 54 games? Yeah, well, if he was playing in a normal league, that wouldn't be happening. Like, come on, man. Let, let these players have these really good seasons. Let's acknowledge the greatness that we're actually watching without trying to poop all over the parade. I don't like that either. If everyone's saying Matthews wouldn't have done what he did, if he was in the other league, let me tell you, he would have done He did almost two. did it last season. Yeah, and McDavid would have did the same stats, and it would have been the fucking same. You're telling me right now that from a Jets, Habs, Flames perspective, point over the central. Are you easily going to tell me night and day that the Jets are not better than the Predators, that are not better than the Stars this year, the Hawks, the Wings, the Jackets? The Jets are not better than the, the record doesn't show up, but in the playoff series, I'm taking the Jets over the Islanders still. Maybe not the Bruins, Capitals, or Penguins. In the West, you're not telling me that the Jets would be successful over the Blues, the Coyotes, the Wild, the Kings, the Sharks, the Ducks. Listen, the, anyone else in this Canadian division, because of the rivalry itself and because of the Canadian teams that were supposed to be better, like Vancouver was supposed to be better, Calgary was supposed to be better. These are This is as equal as a division as it could come. Is, it, is there a stronger division than one? Yes. The Central, I think, is the strongest from a top-heavy perspective, not a bottom. Where if you look at a bottom level, I think the Canucks, Senators, and Flames – would beat the Wings and Jackets, no problem. The Hawks. The North, the North is the only division where the two bottom teams have 20 wins or more. So there you go. So that should prove it right there. Oh, not because they're in the North. You tell. I'm just saying right now, the Wings and Jackets are shit. The Sabers and Bulls are shit. <laughs> and the West. And Vancouver still has four games. Yeah, and the West, the Ducks. Oh, so stupid. Let's just start the playoffs. These games are useless. They're not helping anybody. No. Yep. West, <laughs> Vancouver can finish better than almost half the friggin' league. <laughs> so true. And then ruin their spot for a lottery pick, which may not really matter. Well, no, then injure McDavid and Dreisaitl in the same game to end the season, and then Oilers out in four. <laughs> Jets just walk all over them. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, Oilers fans. Uh, Justin, 
you, anything you want to bring up before we get to the wrap-up point? You go free, my friend. I mean, I don't have I don't have a whole lot. The only thing I'm really I'm really interested in, and I mean, a lot of people are going to groan as soon as I say this, but I am really looking forward to the Brad Marchand, Tom Wilson nonsense that's um, going to go on in this fucking series. It is going to go on, and uh, he's going to lick his face. You know, he's not fighting him. I guess you won't lick. It's COVID. There's no licking going on. That's Whoa! Amazing. I wonder what that fine would be. Probably Ten. five grand. <laughs> five grand suspension, you think? No, no, just five grand. That's it. Quick five grand. <laughs> Quick five grand donated to charity COVID relief fund in Boston. Man, this isn't man, this isn't the NFL, all right? The, we, the, the NHL takes player safety very seriously, and that's why the players negotiated <laughs> it in their contract. <laughs> uh, I love it. Fellas, great job. Product placement. Par, what am I drinking right now? Mm, if I Light? had to guess. Mm, I don't know. Maybe some milk. Are you yeah. drinking some milk over there? Milk mixed in with some IPA. That is disgusting. That is <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and it's two percent milk. Okay. 2%. What do you what do you what do you call that drink? The sewage pump. <laughs> <laughs> the sewage pump. Oh, it's what a what a cleaner. It's called the fucking toilet cleaner. Is what it's called. I don't know why it's thick. Oh, I'll stop. Okay. 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 What about the wrap up portion, Dave? What about that? What am I eating here? Even what do you or what do you think I'm craving? Are we fucking playing? Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> sports Center Bar and Grill. Who's best sports bar? How many years in a row? I forget. Who can remind me? Thirty-five. That's right. Minus thirty. Plus the two two years in a row best wings. Make sure you check them all out on social media. Fellas, we have fun. TheGamesportsShow.com. Check out the new website. There's a sick video with some sexy voice in that video. I'm thinking that maybe it's uh, maybe it's EJ Russell or Butch Davis. Uh, but besides the jokes aside, it's my voice. Just if I would say. Uh, but Alex Parr does a great job. The videos. Justin, always great job from jo- being on all the shows and everything that you contribute with the show and just being – Involved, always dedicated since 2015, one of the original OGs. And know where you can find out this information? You go to the About page, and there we are. You can see all our pretty faces, including Brooksy's model photo for what he tried to model for <laughs> Calvin Klein. Uh, and then you can see, <laughs> then you can see Alex Parr's photo <laughs> from when he had hair. <laughs> Sorry, Parr. <laughs> Wrap up the show, Dave. I love it. We have fun. When, Al- when Alex also modeled for Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And EJ's wicked son in his face smile. And Scott looks like he has to take a dump. I'm just kidding. We all look good. And I think Alex, thank you for coming on the show, my friend. We'll be in touch. Hey, hey, yeah. Thanks for the backhanded compliment to end the show. Love it. <laughs> it's actually a, an ass bank comment, but that's fine. Uh, oh, oh well, on that note. My friends, thank you very much. I know we're gonna we have in the pocket plan this week. We got everything planned. We'd like to uh, hopefully get back to normality here in Sault Ste. Marie and in Ontario in general. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Oh yeah, you know where to find me. I'm around. I can't go anywhere, so uh, still I'm always I still gotta come over, and you still have to come over. And that was my well, point. We got we got playoffs starting, so I mean, there's a reason. There is more of a reason. It's not the chocolate that we're talking about. Holy shit, this show has been full of absolute nonsense. i got to wrap it up. We have This has been the Top Shelf Edition presented by Norton Superior Brewing Company. David McKay, 
joined by Justin Eichel and Alex Parr. No Dane Hanshaw. We miss you. You're in Red Lake doing your thing. We're having shit-ass Wi-Fi, actually more so worse than Alex's. But nonetheless, we have fun here on the Game Sports Show. Comment below for any recommendations or questions or your feedback on the topics that we have brought up. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on the Game Sports Show platforms as well as keep an eye on the Game Entertainment Media and the Game Sports Show contest upload giveaways occurring repeatedly for the near future. You don't want to miss out on some free money and free prizes. Now, getting to the wrap up here, I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.